Hi everybody, I'm back here talking about car racing. This is our third episode about um, how to get started. So in the previous episode, if you listen to it, um, I covered some alternative ways primarily to take your car or bigger cars or going to a racing school um, to learn some of the the tricks and get the skills to actually be able to drive a car at its limit um, right so I was talking about track days when you can take your own car uh, I was talking about uh, places where you can actually rent some race cars um, and and have some fun with it with some instruction all the way to full racing schools where you um, actually will spend a lot of time behind the wheel and in class so those are some of the options but today I want to talk about a different way to get started um, which I think is the most ideal um, but I'm biased and um, it is karting go-karting I'm not gonna say go-karting I don't like go-karting expression and it happens only in the US um, the reason I don't like it it's because it, it feels like those um, you know amusement parks where you do have the go-karting event and a little attraction and you go and you you know bumper carts and that kind of stuff this is not what i'm talking about so i'm just going to talk about karting performance karting uh, as it's known pretty much every place else but the u.s okay um so this is how all i think today without exception all formula one drivers even the other um you know, lower categories like Formula 2 and 3, 4. That's what, how everybody starts. Um, and it, it means that um, it is, of course, a cheaper version uh, of racing to start with, yet quite expensive. Um, you, you can spend literally hundreds of thousands of dollars um, if, you, if you're competing like at a, at, a, at a world level, right, world championship level. Um, or even national levels in some countries, you know, it, it will add up pretty quickly. Um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna spend a lot of money. However, you don't have to, right? You can start with relatively low budget uh, in local tracks, um, buying some good but used equipment. There's several options out there always. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit more about what it is first. Um, for those who are not familiar with it, and then how you can get get going, and why I think is the best way. Not, I'm not alone, by the way. Um, there are many, many very successful professional drivers and world champions that share the, the same opinion about karting being the best school, and not just for starters, but even like Formula One drivers today, when they're not allowed to be in Formula One cars during off-season for training, they go back to karting, right? They don't go back to Formula 2. They don't go back to Formula 4. They don't go back driving stock cars. They go back to karting. So what is it, really? Um, what is karting? So karting is a, a, a very simple right, um, race car. Um, there are different uh, types of it. Uh, it goes from, uh, and depending on the age as well. So you get the little kids. Uh, you know, with the big helmets, it's the cutest thing uh, if, you're, if you watch them race. Um, and the structure is fairly similar, the chassis, uh, the shape, and uh, 
the 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 way that the chassis is constructed is very similar across all the different categories but of course um, tires and uh, and kind of engine that is used varies a lot um, generally speaking uh, you will go from a uh, I'd say a four stroke which is the mo the slowest and the heaviest uh, go-kart or cart that's more of a go-kart by the way than a cart right it's the four stroke engine um, that you're gonna have uh, in a in a big bulky chassis typically full of uh, bumpers and other protections um, but that's a good way to feel the track and feel how it goes and um, they are quick right they can go up to like 50 miles 55 miles per hour sometimes depending on the track and the setup um, and they will give you a good feel of it. Once you get a good grasp, you can kind of move up another category. And the other category is a two-stroke engine. The two-stroke engines, you're going to hear names like Rotax, like Yamay, right? X30, the, the Leopard. Um, so those engines are much more powerful, right? They rev up to 14, 15,000 RPM. Um, and uh, they sound beautif beautifully, by the way. And again, I said they're much faster. They have bigger torque, um, and they produce significant more, you know, power. So you are talking then about thirty horsepower, give it or take. I'm giving very general numbers, and the chassis becomes lighter, right? So what what happens is the power to, or you know, weight or weight to power ratio becomes significantly bigger uh you know in typically like four or five times the the bigger bulkier um four stroke cart so it, it's much more agile uh the tires uh and the compound of the tires change they become more soft so you have a ton of grip as well um which we don't have in the previous one and, uh, and that allows you to make those turns much, much faster. So, right? so the G-forces in your body increases the overall fitness and level of uh, preparedness and skills also increase significantly. Um, and that's where sort of uh, you really start to feel what it is to, to drive one of those machines and to drive a real race car. Um, so that's, that's the beginning. And it's called sometimes performance carts. Um, uh, it is harder to rent them in the U.S. Uh, in Europe is a little bit more common. Um, so, so South America. Um, I'm not aware about Asia, to be honest. Um, but uh, it is a little bit difficult to find tracks who would rent those performance cards. They are, you know, it's harder to maintain them, um, and, and they don't want to give it to anybody, right? For safety reasons, seriously, because you can get seriously hurt. Um, if you try to push the boundaries on those machines without having the, the right training and skills. Um, but you can find them. Uh, my local track um, called Oakland Valley Race Park, uh, upstate New York. They do offer a, a program where uh, they call it intro to karting, where they progressively right, move you up from the four-stroke to a lighter you know, chassis four-stroke uh, different compounds in terms of tires, two-way performance, you know, Rotax, uh, go-kart um, or cart, and then, um, and that's where they stop, by the way. So you have those categories. Um, there are obviously subcategories within 
um, within these that will vary in terms of what kind of tires you're allowed to, to, to use, um, different types of engines, um, chassis will vary a bit. Um, those are sort of the, the what, they, what they look like. The last and the most, I would say, aggressive and, um, and the fastest, of course, is a shifter cart, um, which I'm proudly owner of one. Um, those are also two-stroke engines, but as the name implies, they have the ability to shift gears. So you have a much more distributed torque um, curve or curves, right? Depending on the shift, there are six six gears uh, usually uh, manually, right? The clutch is in the hand. You know, you change the gears with the with the right hand normally. Um, and, and you get to drive them. They have much more horsepower. I mean, you know, we're talking about like 45. In some cases, I've heard about 50 horsepower. Um, and a chassis that weights, you know, 200 pounds plus the driver. So you do the math and they are extremely fast. Um, and it, they are very difficult to drive, right? So you won't find anywhere that I'm aware of no track or no person allowing, uh, you know, um, crazy enough to rent one of those um, I think they will put the person in um, a great harm's way anybody who doesn't know how to drive those um, plus destroy the equipment um, plus honestly nobody would actually be able to push the limit um, without having a ton of experience driving uh, carts but this is sort of the ultimate machine in terms of carting right uh, there's nothing beyond that it is extremely fun, right? Depending on the setup, again, the, and the track, they can go above 100 miles per hour. And keep in mind that you are about an inch or two above the ground. Um, G-forces go, you know, higher than three Gs, um, you know, sometimes even, you know, peaks of four Gs on a turn. Um, and zero to 60, and 60 to zero, uh, in about in less than two seconds again depending on the setup um, so again they are incredibly flat fast you will not drive anything faster probably in your life if you manage to get in in one of those um, as a matter of fact I'm gonna do some practice um, runs tomorrow with my uh, new engine uh, on my shifter so it's a Honda engine by the way but you have other other specs I'm not gonna get into the details um, so that's sort of what the machines are. Now, um, the second topic is, you know, how you can get started. I kind of hinted in terms of um, the progression and some places where you can actually rent them. There is an option called Ignite Series, which is a four-stroke uh, in a lighter chassis, very competitive. Um, the tires will last the whole season, for instance, not like... Um, you know the tires in uh, in the tag right uh, category uh, just call sort of arriving you know you turn and and you go um, uh, or the shifter where it typically lasts is a race uh, they are much softer compounds and the tire kind of a, has a huge grip level but it will kind of disintegrate after um, a few laps and and definitely after a couple races. So those are, those are the Ignite series, are much harder compounds. The engine will not require a lot of maintenance. 
again, they're not super fast, but they will teach you a ton. They're very sensitive, brakes work really well, and they slide easily. So you have to refine your driving. Um, so they are a great, great way to start. That would be my recommendation as an adult. If you want to get it going, these are these are probably um, your best options. The Ignite series and the like, um, which has enough power, but not in you know not a lot to overwhelm you and allows you to to develop that you know refine driving skills. So look for that class, look for the four stroke, lighter chassis that look like Ignite, um, the Ignite category if you want to start. And then if you enjoy and if you get bitten by the bug, the racing bug, prepare your wallet and uh, enjoy sort of progressing. So I've seen many, many, um, even older guys and definitely kids, but older guys progressing from, you know, hey, yeah, I went to this RPM place with the electric go-karts. Those are go-karts, right? In the amusement park. I really enjoy it. I think I rock. Um, and then, you know, I said, okay, and then try something else a little bit better in an open track. Those Ignite series are, are, are the best. And then they have a lot of fun. And it goes like, you know, a couple of years, probably they move up to the two-stroke called TAG, T-A-G, uh, TAG, right, um, series. So you... They, they start with the, the two-stroke much faster. It takes them probably another couple of years, um, depending, of course, everybody's different, but, you know, two or three years to get um, going and, and, and hone their driving skills uh, using those. And, and some of them actually go up to shifter carts, and, but most of them don't. Um, it's just a lot of work, um, you know, going up to shifters. But um, so this is how I suggest you get started. And why, right? That's the last part. And why I think it is the best school, is the best way to develop your skills. Um, it's a raw piece of machinery, right? You will learn. Uh, it doesn't have a suspension, right? So you learn to feel it. Um, the, the feeling is super important, right? As you drive more and more carts, you understand, right, what you need to adjust. And it's, I recommend and some of the, the, the new generation of drivers that I've seen and have helped, they kind of are more interested in coming and just driving. Um, there is a ton of analytics and computing now that is part of it. It's helping you um, adjust and set up the right um, sort of, uh, or, or find the right setup, sorry, um, given the track, given the weather conditions, given the way, the style that you drive. Um, so you can let the computer do a lot of the work these days. I'm old, right, when there were no computers. Uh, and I still use a lot of my feelings and, and say, okay, now the car is understeering a little bit here. It's oversteering there. Um, you know, I, I feel that uh, it's a little bit, you know, um, not, uh, not engaging when I want it to in, in turns one and three. So you start developing that sense and that feeling. Um, what the car is telling you and you translate that into other race cars uh, this is super important even if you're not competing that teaches you so much about car behavior the dynamics the physics right and your own style of driving everybody's different um, somebody prefer more you know understeering somebody prefers more oversteering um, so that a, a cart will give you 
right? Again, it's raw. It will translate everything that uh, that is happening physically to you, to your body. Um, you actually use part of your body because it's almost half of the weight, right? As a mechanism to even go faster. So this is the best school. This is why everybody goes back to carding. Everybody starts at carding, develops a, a different sense of um, what the car is telling you and how to drive fast. Um, again, you can listen to many other much, 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 much better um, drivers than I am, uh, professional Formula One and, and the likes, talk about it, um, and you're going to hear the same message over and over and over. Um, so um, it is the best school. It will give you reflexes that you didn't know you have. Um, everything happens extremely fast. In a, in a cart, uh, much faster than formula cars, for instance, all the way uh, to formula, you know, two, right? Formula two is probably getting closer and then formula one, according to formula one drivers, uh, is uh, sort of the closest to, you know, a cart is the closest to a formula one and vice versa. So everything happens super fast, right? So it requires you to develop those reflexes, right? How you react, uh, how you think. Uh, and it's, again, it's better than anything else, right? You can drive a Mazda Miata on a track. Everything will happen very, very slowly if you're used to racing carts. Um, you know, you almost, I, I joke that you can adjust the radio, you know, listen to the music while you're racing because, again, everything happens slowly. The tracks are longer, um, right? The car will react much slower um, if you are cart. Uh, racing, things happen, you know, in in a millisecond, and you have to react, right? There's no place. So much so that if you look at races, kart races, they don't last long, right? It's not an hour-long race. It's typically a 20-minute race, right? Uh, for a few reasons. One, you get exhausted, right? My heartbeat, uh, and, I'm, and I've been doing this for many years, but my heartbeat my average heartbeat during a race, 20-minute race, is about 160. Um, and that's a lot. <laughs> uh, no matter if you are, how old you are or if you are, um, you know, the level of fitness you have, it's a lot. Um, plus, the equipment will probably not last because, again, it's pushed to its limits. Um, so the races are short. So we have like one pre, you know, pre-race and race and qualifying is just five minutes. So um, very little room for mistakes. Equipments are fairly similar. So the races are usually very competitive. Um, and again, extremely fast reflexes. So think about it. Um, those are the reasons you can definitely find way, way more information on the web about it. Ping me if you want more details about um, anything, really. Equipment, places to go, tracks, people to talk to. Uh, again, I've been in this this family for for many years in Brazil and in the U.S. So I'm, I'm sure I can help you with, uh, you know, with uh, what you need. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, I'll think about the next episode about racing. Um, but I think I covered sort of what I wanted so far. Talk to you guys later. Bye.